Welcome back to the Dave Gold Evolve Podcast, where industry leaders in the spiritual dating and business world help you truly evolve your life. Look, guys, welcome back for another episode of the Dave Gold Evolve Podcast. This is a podcast where I interview industry leaders in the spiritual dating and business world to help men truly evolve their life. And with that being said, we've got an amazing guest, Joanna Baker, who is actually a transformational mentor to help men navigate and thrive in the modern world. And she loves the topics of healing and, and evolution. And it's a pleasure to have you on. Joanna, where are you based? Where are you coming from today? I am in Kent, in, well, in England. You're not, you're not even in the UK, are you? No, actually, I'm not. I'm I'm in Serbia right now, in Belgrade, Serbia. I just walked across the border yesterday from <laughs> Romania to Serbia. And I had been waiting in Romania for a computer to arrive. And then when we decided that it wasn't going to arrive, I came and I got a call today saying that it arrived. <laughs> so that's the world that I live in, you know, that this is the... <laughs> the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations of living this digital nomad lifestyle. Some people, they see the videos, they see the pictures and they wish that they could have it. But when you're really living it, you, you, you experience how difficult it is and it's not for everyone. Yeah, don't, don't you find that scary? Um, I think that there's a bit of anxiety that always comes up and then and then you break through it and you look back and you think, why was that anxiety there? What was that yeah. fear that was holding me back? Whether it's traveling to a new country or approaching a beautiful girl or starting a business. Yeah. And I know that you were really passionate about helping guys who are going through um, phases of anxiety in their life. So what have you heard from guys that, that contributes to the anxiety in their life? I've, I've come across, because I've worked in a gym-based environment with my business for, oh, uh, probably about four or five years now. And so I, I'm around a lot of guys, really different, varying, age, varying ages. Um, sort of, they can be sort of like late teens to sort of into their 50s, some into their 60s. And across the board, I think there's this massive misconception of boys in a gym, loving to look in the mirror, loving this, loving this about yourself. But actually, when you really get under their skin, there's some real problems going on there. A lot of them are suffering with anxiety and stress and they find that that's their outlet. And, and especially the ones younger that are sort of, like I say, in these late teens, sort of like mid-30s, they are just struggling to navigate through the world as it is. Um, it's funny, I was writing something for my men's group the other day and I, I, was, I started off writing a care sheet for them just to, you know, what's your self-care? What do you do? You know, how do you cope emotionally? And I, I come up with this with this series. Shall I, can I read it out to you, Dave? Because it's like, it, it was sort of one of those things that I wrote that happened. Yeah. And it was just relate to this because you know I've got um, guys in my mentorship who 
they do the same thing. They go to the gym to work out, to get big yeah. and behind the muscles yeah. is childhood trauma is yeah. bullying, you know, neglect from the parents, yeah. not finding purpose in your life, not chasing after your dreams. Um, and then there's just this front of, I'll go to the gym and I'll let off this steam, but inside I'm feeling broken. Yeah. 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 And I've got, before I read you that, actually, I want to give you a little bit of the, I've got a bit of a philosophy of why I want to do this sort of work and where it actually stems from and my experience. And I'm going to go back 30 years to when I was 14, 16. And I remember at that point in life, you was, we was growing up in a world where women were still in that homemaker role and they was also being pushed to have a career. So I was on the cusp of these two things and it was like, do I go this way or do I go that way? Being the oldest out of four girls, I'd sort of help my mum with the kids and I went down the road of having my children very, very young. And now I look at people 30 years on and I think, and I'm going re- to read out this post that I, that I wrote because it's quite it's quite powerful mm-hmm. and I was asking men what does self-care mean to them and what it means to me and it's just like to, I, I stop take a breath and allow myself to unwind and I've, I find all too often men don't really allow that for themselves and they tend to keep everything really pent up and eventually they're going to combust um And I went on to write that the world wants equality for men and women, but does a man really know how to navigate through this equal world? Do they know how to keep a balance? Do they know how to cope emotionally? As a man, you're supposed to be in touch with your, sorry, you're supposed to be tough with your feelings, but yet in touch with them. That's confusing in itself. How do you be this tough bloke, yet still be this empathic emotional support for a woman? or whatever relationship you may be in. Um, Other things like you have to go to work, but be there to put the kids to bed. You both go to work as in both partnership, like partners, and you have this power struggle of whose job is the most important. How do you manage all these conflicting expectations? And one of my biggest things, I think it's going to put, it's going to, it's going to create a little bit of a rift as I post this, but women want equal rights with men, but how does a man manage to be a man when it is just so confusing for them in this world? And it is so confusing. And I, I can go back to some 30 years ago thinking how confusing that was for me. Should I be a mum? Should I be a career woman? And now I feel like everything's gone back round and there's so many men just just struggling and men's mental health is huge just just huge at the minute and i also think this past year where we've also we've had you know the covid and the lockdowns men just haven't had the outlet either i'm going to piggyback off that there was a post in one of my friends facebook groups and it was a guy who's shown up to our mastermind um, a few times and is really struggling with, um, with just that, with just that, the, the, the balance. And so yeah. he made a post and I'm, I'm not going to name him, you know, if you, if you know this guy or you know the, the group, great. If not, you can approach me personally if you want to talk more about that, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast. But the post went like this. So there's a TV show in Sweden called 
Married at First Glance. And in the most recent episode, a psychologist criticized the woman for putting irreconcilable demands on the men. Roughly translated, on one hand, they want men with traditionally masculine traits yep. who are secure in themselves, who are assertive, dominant, and who won't back down. But at the same time, they want men who value equality, who are adaptable, and who don't take up too much space. Those things don't go together. And he had a, a lot of beef with that, um, with that post. He said, you know, he thinks the psychologist is wrong and that it's an outdated view of the traditional masculine traits, um, which necessarily means you have to have a retrograde view on equality, be non-adaptable and to take up a lot of space. Um, that traditional masculinity is by definition toxic. And, you know, he said that there's no necessary conflict between the secure, assertive, dominant, and not backing down. And at the same time, valuing equality, being adaptable, and not physically dominating a space. And maybe it's hard to find men who are evolved and secure enough in the masculinity to embody both of these sides, but there's absolutely no inherent conflict between them. And, you know, I actually kind of resonated with what the psychologist said, because to me, I took it as, yeah, like guys are going to the extreme. They're either saying, I need to be this dominant alpha male and go yeah. pick up a lot of women and go make a lot of money or like a people pleaser kind yeah. of guy, like the nice guy who he's got his job and, you know, he takes care of his girl, but she doesn't feel fully happy. And the amount of guys who just naturally get the balance is few and far between. Yeah. So what do you think when you hear you know, the psychologists make those claims. Do you agree, disagree? What are your thoughts? I, I feel that there needs to be this, equality needs to be a balance. It needs to have the right amount of masculinity and femininity in each partner. Does that make sense? The, it's so hard to try and articulate what is that exactly needed? I mean, if if I if I was to speak like personally from myself, if if I had a man that was too emotional, I wouldn't cope. Well, not that I cope with it. I'd feel like I was constantly like sort of fixing him. If I had a man that was too dominant and too manly, I'd feel quite intimidated by that. And trying to bring in these two together is I feel like women have been shown how to do this, like this power of being like this, but then just, I don't know, being forgotten. They're just not, yeah, they're just not given, they're not given the same amount of support at all. It makes me quite sad, actually. It makes me quite sad. I feel like everything's gone for equality for women and men have just been left by the side. To just figure yeah. it out on their own. 
Yeah, that's what well, they try to figure it out on their own. And also kind of be blamed for not figuring it out exactly. or not getting exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. Yes. Why why aren't you communicating? Yeah, why aren't you communicating better with your your partner? Why aren't you being more dominant in the bedroom? Why aren't you leading more? Why aren't you taking control? And you know, that guy, for example, he would always bring up this point that I'm a very sexual man, but I'm scared to show it to women because I know there's a lot of feminists out there that might get turned off by it. So yeah. what do you think moving forward is going to be some good ways for men to find the balance between their masculine traits and their feminine traits so that they can show up as a whole complete um, masculine figure in a relationship? I think acceptance is one really big thing actually, because I can find all too not a man wants to pretend like, or pretend or give that persona of being really, really dominant and will ignore that side of him. And I think it's, it's an acceptance of understanding that they it's okay to be like this and it's okay mm. to be like be like that and i like to do a lot of energy work as well so you like sort of we feel into the body i, like, I work a lot with um, with the chakras as, as well which i find really really helpful um so you can by working with those you can sort of like help to sort of embrace the feminine side of you as well as the masculine side of you and i think they just i really feel like okay to be and it's okay to be dominant as well but in a healthy balance I think men need to talk more than anything I think they need to talk and have a safe a safe space to talk yeah and I noticed that as well that in many men's communities yeah I, I noticed that that in many men's communities it wasn't a safe space to open up about your insecurities. A lot of the time guys would just be shamed because of it. And if they yeah. weren't making enough money or sleeping with enough women, then they weren't doing enough. They weren't hustling hard enough. They weren't yep. executing on the, the system or the tactics or the tricks rather than just, you know, accepting the fact that, well, maybe for some guys, it'll take a little bit longer. Maybe for some guys, they, you know, they, they haven't fully gotten to that place where they feel ready, where they feel confident to, to go out and, and meet a woman in the yeah, day. I think they need like, to yeah, go inside. yeah I, I feel like they need to go inside and actually accept and see who they really are, mm -hmm. rather than try and live up to like maybe their peers or society or family and, and really, really get inside who they are and know it's safe to actually be the person they want to be that they're really in touch with, that they haven't got to be the, this person that's been, you know, like you, you're like fun with fight family dynamics and that, you know, you can, you get a lot of pressure. Um, I, I'll tell you where I do get a lot of pressure and I do find a lot of problems is actually in the Asian community. Um, and I have a lot of, a lot of, men there I work with that they've they've got a 
the biggest problem I find with them, a lot of them have been born in a Western world, but the Asian values are coming down with them and they are having a real like a power struggle over this where they've got a, they want to be sort of like this more in tune person in touch with their self, in touch with their feelings um, and with their choices, but they're too frightened to be like that because of the pressure from sort of parents and things. It's, yeah, it's, it's a really, I think it's a really, really difficult and confusing, confusing world. And what, what's the process that you take men on to start to um, become aligned with their true self and feel into their body? It's a lot of reflective work. So, um, and archetypal work as well. Because sometimes they, you need to get them in a role that maybe they don't feel like they're that they can actually play a part to really open up. You want to so talk about, that sort of, about the the archetypes? Yeah, there's um, there's there's many many ways that that can that can be looked at. Sorry, my dog's just come in to disturb me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's. Um, there's some really good books I've read and I can't remember the author. Uh, the Hero Within is the name of the book mm -hmm. and that's brilliant and that works through different archetypes of man, um, not just man and women as well, but it's sort of like you can start to fit, well, yeah, that's my persona, but I've got a bit of that persona and I've got a bit of that persona, but I'd actually like a bit of that one. How can I bring all of those into balance? It's quite, it's quite a fascinating, a fascinating thing to sort of do. Then the other thing we do with sort of archetypes. So, for example, say um, you've got a situation you need to deal with, and you you don't know how to work through it. So we can get into your current role as you feel. Then we might pick like an emotion. Say like you're going to speak from a happy place. So you come and step into this version of you. And then you tackle and give your, your approach on the situation from this space. Mm. Then we might move into a colour, for example. There's so many ways you can do this. You could say pick the colour blue. And then you'd, you'd actually tackle that from being the colour blue. And it all sounds, it's, it's very, very clever how it works. Very clever, very clever. It's a bit of like transpersonal coaching. So you then, you've worked from different roles with this issue then you come back out into your normal role and you look at it and you think, right, which was the best way for me to deal with it? So then when you've got that issue, every time you've got to deal with that issue, maybe you've got to get into that role, so you dip into your colour blue and you be that person to deal with that. There are so many, so many different archetypal ways you can go through things. It's, it's fascinating. I think men also like that as well, because when you do work with the archetype stuff as well, we can work with the hero. You can work with the, I'm trying to think what they all are now. You've got the wanderer. There's there's loads. And they, they, there's some of the roles that they sound quite masculine as well. So I think that's quite useful for men to sort of, to use those. But they bring you sort of in touch with different sides of yourself. So are you saying that there's more than just four archetypes? I think it was hero, uh, a warrior, lover, magician, and, oh. uh, and there was yeah. one, the artist maybe, or the mystic? 
Oh, oh yes, there's like, yeah, there's, um, have you not read the books though? They're brilliant. That's, I can't think she's got 12, 12 archetypes. Mm. I'm sure it's, or it's 12. It's really, yeah. Have you seen a yeah. pattern with the guys that you work with that they're falling in line with a certain archetype or one that gives them trouble to uh, overcome anxiety? It's one or the other. It's, there's like this note in between. It's like, it is like that warrior, the really dominant person, mm -hmm. or it's, I don't, I don't know if, if calling them the lover is the right one. If I was to put it, um, if it was to look at it from a societal point of view, I would say that you've got one that looks dominant, one that looks weak, mm -hmm. yeah? Uh, and one that might look exciting and the, and the other one looks stable, but boring. Yeah, so no, no one or no one I've worked with or come across can bring everything together and find and like merge everything together. What do you think is the, the biggest eye-opening mm, breakthrough that, that you've experienced yourself from working with men? What, with any man in particular? No, about you. Oh, about me? Breakthrough have you had from working with men? Have you learned anything about oh, you? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite, that's, a, that's a good question. So if I reflect back, I would be, I would always sit in a state of confusion with men. I would always go with the dominant, the dominant man. And that's that I could go on a whole nother podcast about that. Why that? Because of, um, there's an old saying, a man, a, a, a girl always marries a man like a father. So you sort of like pick up those, yeah, those patterns. Um, and I've always gone for that. And of course, those dominant men are always exciting and, you know, they're thrilling, but they're, it's, it's not good. And then I would, <laughs> I would find <laughs> it's not, it's really not. not. And then on the other, on the other, the other hand, I would, I would then try and go for the totally opposite of it, which I would just not find. I've had to sell to bring myself into balance to think, well, yeah, what do I actually need in a man? I want a bit of this. Feel that fire that you wouldn't feel anything. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I've learned to like, it's actually made me really, really reflect what I personally wanted in a relationship and in a man, because it was like, it wasn't that, and it wasn't that. After many years of discovering, it wasn't one type, you know, and it's sort of like, it's really made me think that that's like, well, yeah, I want a man that's got a little bit of fire, but it's also got that bit of emotional, not empathicness. Yeah, definitely empathy in him. Not necessarily, you know, yeah, empathy. And try to find a man that's sort of, yeah, it's got a little bit of a, a little bit of fire, but it's also empathy, like empathic as well. It's sort of, yeah, it's, it's totally taught me quite a lot it's it taught me to also step back it really taught me to step back and think don't get in that and don't get in that just step back and really reflect and watch and see what you really want what is really going on with men what is it you know it's it's, it's taught me a big lesson Dave <laughs> big lesson and Joanna have you found men that are dominant and also um empathetic yeah, a very few. 
very few. But what are I've usually, are they usually available or like emotionally available? Um, if they're dominant, no, no, because they've always got stuff going on. This this would be one of my patterns as well, which I learned that I would any relationships I was getting into, I was attracting men that needed fixing, they needed help, and that's what I find. I found the relationship was evolving like that. They needed. It was like they walk into my life, and I'd have to sort of get them through this journey. And off they would go again. I just so noticed that about myself that I've been doing the same thing. That I've been really? in many relationships where I've had to play coach's role. And even yeah. though I really love, you know, these beautiful women, it's like, is that my job in the relationship to be the coach, to be the the, the mentor? Or can I just be me and and we were going to talk about this actually tonight on our mastermind call. We've got this really cool guy from Portugal. His name is Diogo and he's a dating coach for guys and he um, is really into consciousness. So we were going to talk mm -hmm. about how can you meet a woman, um, you know, or in your case, a man that will support you, but will also compliment you. Yeah. So what do you think how do you meet someone that will support you and also compliment you based off of your purpose and your emotions in life i think you have to recognize you start to sort of have to filter out you actually have to learn to say the word no as well i have to say that it's really important i'm sort of saying that to you as a fellow coach because you know i've taken quite especially this last year i've taken quite a bit of time out and i've really stepped back from being in relationships or anything and actually looked at this pattern that was really evolving and yeah you you have to say no and you have to sort of you need to be clear in your mind of what you want and what you're looking for because if you haven't got clarity and you like want someone that's a bit like this and a bit like this and a bit like this and a bit like this that's exactly what you're going to get so it's have you it's you need that clarity in your mind of right I want a person that's maybe got this trait, this trait, this trait, and then this trait and this trait and this trait. And sort of, I suppose, you're going to laugh at this now, Dave. This is, I've, I've got a new tactic with dating. I'm really interested. <laughs> and it, it's like, it's staying power. So I have actually, rather than pretending to like maybe be sort of like this strong fiery woman I've brought in a bit of balance so if I'm talking to someone it's almost like they're having a rigorous interview over over a couple of months and they haven't got a clue but I'm testing their staying power I'm testing they can cope with me if I'm having if I feel a bit emotional I'm testing you know to sort of see if they can be like that um be like that themselves um so I'm, ch I'm checking all these things out to see and like trying to read, read a person before I even go on a date with them, for example. You know, women do this uh, actually more subconsciously than men. Men just say, yeah, she's hot, let's fuck. Yeah. The girl, <laughs> when the guy walks up to her, she immediately is starting to, in the, in the seduction world, they call it like a shit test, okay? <laughs> Where... You know, the girl is testing to see how full of shit this guy is. <laughs> and, and, you know, in other words, like in more 
eloquent terms, we could just call it qualification. So, you know, that's like a, a business term as well. If you want to be in a business relationship with a client, you want to qualify them before they get on a call with you to make yeah. sure there might be some synergy so that you guys could possibly work together. If you're, you know, talking to a girl on Tinder or you go up and you meet um, some beautiful person in real life, you want to ask them, you know, certain questions and get a certain vibe to qualify to see whether it'd be worth it, your worth your time to go on a date with them, to meet yeah. up with them, to, to, you know, get physical with them. And, and if you're not actually doing any sort of qualification, well, then that's where you get misled. And later on, things come up and you're like, oh, but I thought they were this way. Well, you didn't actually, you didn't actually put them in a, a hard situation and see how they would respond. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Sometimes it's not even hard situations. It's just like, I think if someone can ride, ride along with how I might be feeling one day to another day, because obviously women can be emotional when I'm down, but then so can men. I think men again are a bit misunderstood like that you know men still have hormones like women do um i do a lot of moon work as well and i really you know that really affects affects the moods and the cycle of the month and everything oh yeah so, that's something that like you hear about it but then when a guy gets into a relationship with a girl and they start living together you know it's like the cycle it actually really contributes into the relationship yeah. never talked to anyone about this before like this is the first haven't you in my life that I've ever talked to someone other than like a girlfriend about this. And it's like, as men, are we taught or trained? I've never ever heard of any training in any dating relationship, seduction, self-love, you know, any field like that of how a man is supposed to respond when her, when her, his woman is on her period. Yeah. <laughs> Good you know that could be a whole mini course that you could do yeah, right? you could teach guys like how do you how should they respond when when you know yeah your cycle and like and how can they be there for you but also just know that you're gonna be like a little bit moody or whatever <laughs> the process Oh, do you know, I think there's a whole nother course there in like literally working with the moon cycles to like where your new moon, full moon, all these, because you go through those cycles of the month and that all makes a massive difference as well. You know, it was like um, when I started sort of rejigging my work around and everything, I, I actually looked at the moon cycles and I was like, right, you're not doing it that way. You need to wait two more weeks till you get to full moon week and then you can promote that and it's sort of I like reading all of that season the, the seasonal work the moon work everything that it's like yeah don't start that then start that now take it easy that week you know you're you're in, in full power mode the next two weeks it's, where are we right now in terms of the moon cycle so it's right now we have just gone we've just gone through a full moon this is a fantastic moon this month as well. Um, I'm working with Celtic Iberian calendar and it's um, it's hair, firefly and seed moon. And it is the perfect time for new beginnings. You plant them seeds and they thrive right now. I just, you know, I, I actually ended um, or just split up, you know, from my last relationship and, and it's really tough. 
Um, but yeah, got a new computer on the way. I've been in a new city, um, you know, meeting new people. And it just, it feels like a new beginning, to be honest, because yeah. for me, I, time. I was, you know, like really at the hip with someone for like a year during the pandemic. And I also get this sense that we're starting to come out mm. of the, um, the, the, the pandemic that we were so bogged down into yeah. and coming into this summer, more people will get vaccinated slowly and things might start to open up a little bit more and, and just opportunity to, to start to, to flow and to fly yeah. And be free again. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, it, it, this is, it's the perfect start. We've had spring equinoxes, equinox as well, haven't we? And it's, it's the first of April today, actually, isn't it? Yeah, first of April, it just, this is where everything just, it just blooms and thrives. And I love this time of year. Love it. Yeah. Oh, sh I think the police are at the door. Oh, wait. I, April, <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Dave? Dave? Just thought I would throw one in there. Because oh, I not say. One today. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but do you realise the joke's on you because it's gone past midday? <laughs> Oh, you, are you not supposed to do it uh, after the <laughs> after twelve noon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You gotta do it in the morning. Apparently, so you have to do it before twelve o'clock. <laughs> I think all this superstition stuff. Before I do it, I'm gonna have to run it by you to make sure that I'm like <laughs> by the rules from now on. Yeah, that's perfect. Joanna, it's been great. I'm I'm trying to keep these podcasts a little bit shorter. Um, yeah. So my final question to you today is how do you want to evolve your business and relationships over the next 12 months? I, I really want to reach out to as many men as I possibly can to help them because I think with every man I can help or guide to make a little bit more balanced, there's going to be a much more harmonious relationship going on as a result of that and a much more harmonious man in themselves and what about your relationships for me <laughs> yeah how do you want to evolve your life over the next year i'd like to i did i've i started dating someone very recently and who has been through a very rigorous test and yeah, I just, I just want to take things slow. I want to take things steady. And I want to really read the situations to know that everything's flowing just as it should do. I love that. I'm taking a great believer in trusting the universe. Yeah, taking things slow, trusting your intuition, trusting the universe that it will guide you. Yeah. This relationship works out better than expected. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing I'd like, I'd like, I think, to as well instill in men is about intuition and trusting their intuition. Because I don't think men feel into that intuition quite the same way that a woman does. And I think that would be, yeah, that would be really exciting. Beautiful. Well, Joanna, it's been really fun. So if any guy was listening to this and wanted to reach out, where would they find you? Where's the best place? Uh, Facebook, definitely on Facebook. Okay. Joanna Baker on Facebook. Do you have a group yet on Facebook? 
Um, I'm also Joanna Transform and Evolve, and I have got a men's group, which is Transformational Self-Care for Men. Amazing. Amazing. And you guys know where to find me, Dave <laughs> Evolve on Facebook. It's been a pleasure, Joanna. Thank you so much for your time. It's been great, Dave. Thank you so much. Possibly hosting you on the Mastermind one day. Yeah, great. Awesome. It'd be great. Awesome. All right, guys, see you in the next episode. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.